Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, a podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to one another so they can once and for all answer the question, who has better taste? As always, I'm Sam Blakely and as always I'm joined by Hugh Dempsey. But the big headline today is we've got a whole new guest, Hugh. What is this, 110 this episode, I want to say? 110? That Something sounds that, about right, doesn't in it? In that yeah. ballpark of the yeah. first time we have Tom Snatchy Holland. Snatchy Snazzy. Still don't know my name. Uh, it's been eight years. Yeah. I still, still, haven't, still haven't smashed it. Um, Tom, welcome to the show. Tom, you are a, a teachery friend of mine. Welcome to Please Watch This. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a, absolutely our pleasure. Um, I'll do my normal uh, bit of gay banter with Hugh. Hugh, have you had a good week? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been all right. I watched uh, Shang-Chi last night. Nice. Um, Enjoyable? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right. I didn't think it was as good as everyone was making it out to be, but I mean, it was killed two hours, <laughs> to be honest, in the end. It's, it's not the worst uh, MCU film. It's not the best. It's no, it's, it's got potential though, which I think is important. It does, and uh, Tom, I'll bring you straight in here. What's your What's your thoughts on the MCU? Is it the death of cinema, or is it quite fun? I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, the Marvel Cinematic oh, right. Universe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the MCU. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan, to be honest. I was going to say, That's yeah, c- considering that you weren't sure yeah. what I was talking about. <laughs> Probably quite a giveaway. I'm hoping to watch Eternals soon, but my car broke down, so when that gets fixed in the next few days, I will be, uh, I'll be at the cinema watching, the, watching Eternals. Uh, good, yeah, that's the that's the Hugh banter out of the way. We'll have a slightly longer uh, opening here, because we need to get to know Tom a tiny bit. So if you've mm. clicked on this episode because you love the film Man on Fire, bear with us for five minutes while we introduce you to a whole new guest. Tom, I'm going to spring it on you. What your five favourite films of all time in oh order? Laminated. Wowzers. Okay. Right, this is, well, this is tricky. In order, right? But, yeah, the listener needs to know that they can trust your film okay. opinions because this is the stage where they decide whether or not they're going to okay. edit out your bits. For me, number one is Departed, The Departed. Good choice. Thank you. Thank you, Hugh. Um, True Romance, number two. Another Tony Scott. Yeah, another uh, Tony Scott. Picture, yeah. Number three has got to be, I've got to put Snatch in there. Very good, oh, very good choice. Yeah, Snatch yeah. is a good choice. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. Why do they call him Bastard <laughs> Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Num- number four, I think, in Bruges. Oh, oh what, what a, a quality film. Oh. Okay, they like that yeah, one. Like so they've all been very gunny so yeah. far. Is your fifth one going to be the English patient, or yeah. what's it going to be? You know, the unbearable lightness of being, Philadelphia. What's it going to be? Let me think. Let me think. Number five. Hmm. It'd be something it's really gotta, rubbish. No, it's got to be. Like <laughs> I don't know. What's a r- name of? Yeah, Do you know what it might? Like, it might. It might be um, Fast and Furious oh Five. <laughs> That's quite a good film, actually. Is it? It's it, oh, is it? Is it? Yeah, I'll take your word for it because I don't remember it being good. <laughs> Do you know what? It's got. There's got to be a Tarantino in there, but maybe not. Maybe good. I'll probably put Goodfellas in there. I'm a big Scorsese fan. Oh, great choice yeah. again. Yeah, that is very good film, bro. Yep. Absolute man's choices. Five excellent choices there. I think very. That's very much a man's choice of films. It has to be said. You know, generalizations and stereotypes yeah. aside. Uh, you know, you're probably quite a macho I think, man. I think, what, I think what Sam would call some of those probably boring man films. No, no, these are not the boring bland man films. Those bland, are, oh, sorry, those boring, boring bland man films. Boring sorry. bland man films are sort of often straight to DVD. Like, like, oh, like Seagal. Like, 
Yeah, but not necessarily even that like cheap um, macho stuff. It'll be like Kevin Costner films that no one remembers yeah. the name oh. of, and yeah, yeah, just quite just quite bland looking, mostly battle war yeah. based sort of things, yeah, you know, strategy based sort of stuff. Right, but not, none of that. All that is top top draw. Every time I watch Goodfellas, I think, well, it can't be as good as I remember, yeah. and it's better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you seen The Departed? Yeah, well, that's a film like like we talked about with No Country for Old Men that I watched. 10 years ago and didn't really appreciate and then haven't re-watched right. so we could we could do maybe a double header we need to re-evaluate these films <laughs> please re-watch re this yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom's already already uh, settled yeah. his second appearance on the show there we go no, Departed it's got the format he's, yeah. he's pitching isn't he Departed is one for me everyone says Goodfellas is better for me, but I think Departed wow what, what's, what puts it ahead of Goodfellas it's, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I don't know. I just think the... I just think the it's a different kind yeah. of story to Goodfellas, isn't yeah. it? Goodfellas is kind of like a guy's yeah. career as a, as a gangster where The Departed's very much, this is a very specific thing that's happening. Yeah. But then there's all these other things happening around it and you don't know who you can trust and have all you, that. Have you but... seen the, um, the original, the uh, Infernal Affairs? No, I've not uh, seen I've them. I've not seen that either. I hear no, good. Like I said, I'm, I'm oh, like I said to your fair. I, I, I like films. I like to think I'm a film buff, but I'm not. I'm not like S tier. I think that's what the kids say now. Isn't it? <laughs> that is what the yeah. kids are saying. Yeah, all yeah. over Reddit these days. Um, Reddit. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think either me or Hugh can actually legitimately claim to be film buffs, other than it compared to the general population. Yeah. When you, yeah. Like you say, when you get in a, when you get in a conversation with a Ben or a Dakota or something, you realise you're, you're, yeah. um, you're not a film buff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just you've seen a thousand. You're a films. fan. Are you? You're <laughs> yeah. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a film fan. Of fan. The medium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I suppose you, you know some uh, onions, but you don't know your onions. You don't know the whole. Yeah. How do you yeah. like them apples? Oh, that's a reference yeah. to a film. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another uh, another question I'll spring on you then. Tom is what makes a good film for me um, I think I'm a bit of a sucker for a script and act yeah. and the acting has to be good like I've got a few I mean they're the right. two main things generally in yeah, big film films. Acting, yeah. So. the camera's got to be on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pointing yeah. at the people who are talking got to be pointing line. that camera in the right direction <laughs> yeah I don't yeah, what makes a good film a good film yeah, I don't really know it's just something that I just want all those films I've watched over 25 times, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I guess, that, like you say, in terms of script, those are those are all snappy, smart scripts with quotable yeah. lines. Oh, especially that, that snap. All, yeah, snap. They all fall so together in, in Bruges. Oh, I, I must quote yeah. in, in Bruges, Bruges as well. Once a week, you know. yeah. Off, often, <laughs> I mean, it's, often I mean, I'll just I'll say to somebody, "You're an inanimate yeah. fucking object." <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, every time I see Sam, and in his old house, <laughs> yeah. he had some. Um, he had like it, like it was like a, I think it was like an old chimney press, but it created alcoves, and you'd just be sat the talking alcoves. randomly, <laughs> and you just go, um, oh, and you, I point at him and go, oh, alcoves, and you wall. Do, do you have this word in your, in English? Do you use this word alcoves. Do you use this word alcoves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enough. I mean, I've got a tiny little thing feature here on my wall for some reason. I don't know why, but it popped out a bit, and someone was like, uh, alcoves. Do you use this word? I'm like, the the alcoves. He's like they are for this joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, we've, we've, we've completely exhausted the joke. Well, I mean, yeah. this leads us very nice then because man, <laughs> completely man exhausted fire. the joke. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this joke. We'll be saying this in twenty-five years. <laughs> 
But to, lead, to, to make a segue as I was professionally doing, um, yeah. the, the reason why I've got Tom on today is because he's the reason I saw the film that we're going to talk about today, Man on Fire. Okay. Why um, did he like force you to watch it? Was he like, do this or I'll kidnap your family? Yeah, it was it was weird actually. It was a really weird thing to do. But, before he had you know, it, before he had his kid, but I was threatening. <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna have a yeah. kid, so I'm gonna. Your firstborn. I'll have your firstborn in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, He's I mean, so, you know, Moses. We 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 talked about films a lot. We were at university together to do our our teaching degree and um, watched a lot of films and talked about films. And it always struck me that Tom had said his favorite director was Tony Scott because I'd seen so few of Tony Scott's films, yeah. and obviously he's he's the slightly less famous Scott brother so it's just an interesting uh, interesting choice and then obviously I mean there could be a third Scott brother that we don't know anything about kept in a closet somewhere yeah yeah, kept in a attic attic in the shed yeah yeah and uh, you know could be a good filmmaker there somewhere and I think it makes makes the fish heads dance from from Tom's other choices it makes perfect sense that Man on Fire and and Tony Scott is a a good one for you so I'm going to give a quick synopsis on the film I feel like the listener can decide now whether they want to keep listening to Tom's views or if they're sick of them and uh, yeah, I'll give a quick synopsis and then we'll find out why Man on Fire was so great. So it's a 2004 uh, picture. It uh, leads nicely from History of Violence last year, last week, I should say. Denzel is a washed up alcoholic uh, assassin bodyguard type person. He's 47 in this film, by the way. I just I just want to throw that out there. When he's kind of like over the hill and washed up, I'm like, yeah, wow. you and you, maybe you in your late 30s or whatever. No, he's 47. I, th- I, thought, he, I thought he was like. <laughs> Maybe forty one or forty two or something <laughs> yeah. like that. The guy, wow, yeah, the guy's in his mid sixties now. And anyway, yeah. so yeah, no, he's um, he takes on a job. He's uh, he's um, bodyguarding the young girl of a rich family in uh, El Paso and Mexico. And uh, there's a lot of um, kidnappings from. Is it not Mexico City. Mexico City. That's right. Sorry, it starts in El Paso uh, in Mexico City, and he's bodyguarding her. The first basically forty five minutes to an hour is him gaining a relationship with this 10 year old girl and, and then really bonding and him uh, coming around to not killing himself and then she gets kidnapped we are spoilerific by the way listeners so we're going to talk about everything in this film uh, mm-hmm. she's then kidnapped and it's about him getting revenge on her kidnappers mm-hmm. so Tom as the original recommender of this film and, and great lover of this film I want you to tell us in great detail why this is such an excellent film okay. I've got a few points so like I said like, acting for me is is a, is a big part of why I like films, um, and Denzel in this is incredible. I think I think this might be yeah. for me. It's probably my favourite of his roles. I think wow. it's better than his training day. Yeah, I do. His Oscar winning performance. Yeah, I do. I genuinely do. Really? Think it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Dakota Fanning Fanning's amazing in it. Like, she, yeah. I think is this one of her first films? Yeah. Yeah. Would be yeah, very young. First ten years old. Yeah. Yeah. And she like, I think she was ten when it probably came out, but she was probably like nine when they filmed it. Yeah, and like the relate the the acting between them is very natural, as well yeah. as with Christopher Walken. Like a lot yeah. of their scenes together, I think they were. I think it was a lot of improvisation going on, but it's just like too too well, great. Are you saying you kind of buy them? You can see them as mates. If yeah, that makes sense. yeah. Seems so like. Yeah, you're so believable between them. Right, right. These old war buddies, and yeah. they've been through yeah. the ringer together, CIA and CIA mercenaries and... or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can <clears throat> they can tell stories all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's great acting, and Denzel's one of my favorite favorite actors anyway. Um, so I love the acting. Second reason is I just think it's, and yeah, I do think it's shot quite interest interestingly. It's quite gritty i don't i don't know if that's mm. the right word it's quite gritty and grimy 
um, which sort of suits the the hecticness of Mexico City, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like many of the films in that no. completely frenetic editing and everything's overlaid on top of everything else. It's not, it's... It's not polished at all, but I do quite no. like, I do quite like that about it. It's got interesting cuts and you know, it's quite an interesting interesting way of doing it. Um I've got a similar vibe to like City of God. It's quite it almost yeah, seems a bit yeah. like bit budget, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it's for, like a seven, for a seven for a seventy million filter of the camera. Yeah. They've got the yellow filter, yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Yellow filter. But yeah. yeah, it costs seventy million, but you're right, it does have that grittiness and it and it matches the film. It's it's not it's not supposed to look polished, is yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Probably about ten million of that was Denzel's fee, I yeah. imagine. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually it was a seventy. I'm I'm gonna check that I check it from the seventy. That's just what I had running around in my head. It's probably getting a good money for that then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this was when it's you could star. you could sell a film on a big star's name, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. 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 They don't come much bigger than Denzel, do they? Let's face it. Had he done Training Day at this point as well? Yeah, this came yeah, out a few after days, few years day, after. Yeah. Yeah. Before, yeah. And he's obviously been in another few of the Tony Scotts as well. You know, yeah. Pelham, Deja Vu. Uh, there's definitely one or two of those Crimson Tide. I think yes. it's Tony Scott. I think so. So, yeah, so what what else do you like? Um, soundtrack's really good. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. But um, yeah. I only found out today, because I thought I'd better do a bit of research, but it was the guy from Nine Inch Nails did a lot of the songs. Trent Reznor? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a proper, I think, he, I want to say Oscar winning or Grammy winning or something. Uh, he's done a lot of, you know, obviously David Fincher films. He did Social yeah. Network um, and... Uh, a couple of others as well. Yeah, it's proper proper film score type Johnny Greenwood kind of guy now. Yeah. Mm. And the, the, so the songs they use in the specific scenes, I just think they just work so well. Like yeah. the, scene, the scene with um, when he's drinking, you know, quite early on, and he's, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's just getting... He's hammering he's the Jack Daniels. Yeah, he's just hammering the Jack Daniels and, you know, he's doing the thing with the gun and it's, yeah. it's got that <laughs> song on repeat and it's just like, you can just see him getting, you know more and more into his his dark mind <laughs> yeah that and, is uh, definitely his dark mind like, so quite early in the film yeah and that song's really and I think that song comes back back a, a couple of times in the film I'm not quite sure but I know what you mean about that because it is uh, it must be I don't know seven years or so since I watched this film and when I went to watch it again last night I realised actually I don't remember much of it at all which could be a criticism of it but when the when the score came in and those editing tricks and yeah and, not 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 gimmicks, but you know yeah. they could be they could be denigrated as gimmicks. I thought, oh yeah, I remember the feel of this film and, and yeah. how and the vibe of it, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, love love this love the score, love the love the music choice. Um. Although the last song is is obviously just the gladiator music, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they can't, and no no film can use it on the gladiator. <laughs> but, Cheapens it somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And then, to be honest, I do like the second half of the film. I do like the I do like the revenge story. I do like the action. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. This guy just doesn't doesn't care now. He's just he's just, <laughs> he's just literally just going to kill everyone. <laughs> and like, and the, some of the scenes are quite dark, quite violent. Like, um, 
yeah, I just think that, you know, they're, they're good scenes. Like, yeah, 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 they really are. And it is such a film of two halves. You know, the people talk a lot about midpoints in films where there's essentially no plot for the first 50 minutes of him just getting to know this girl. And I remember thinking, this is working so well because nothing is happening here. And yeah. I haven't looked away from the screen yeah. once. I haven't felt the urge to take out my phone at all. She gets kidnapped and it becomes a whole other film because, you know, you could legitimately think she's definitely dead. You yeah. might think, well, I've seen films before. She's definitely not dead, but, yeah. you, know, to, you know, for all intents and purposes, she is dead. And he just goes on this murderous rampage. I've mentioned before, because we've done a couple of other revenge films before, that my favourite novel is a Steve, Stephen Fry novel called The Star's Teddy Spores, which is a retelling of The Count of Monte Cristo, which is a thousand-page novel where he's wrongfully sent to prison and he breaks out and goes on a murderous rampage. He breaks out on page, like, 180, and it's just, like, 80% of the book is him going and, and like, taking revenge on everyone who put him there. And that's what's great about this. It's, like, more than an hour of him just ticking off one by one. And I sort of... You lose track of how many people are, are, are responsible. So you're just like, yeah. well, just keep killing them in creative ways, and I'll keep watching until eventually <laughs> you, you die. Like, I'm, yeah. I really love the first half. I really love the second half. Yeah. Very different parts of a film but both equally really watchable yeah really enjoyable and there's some good creative uh creative ways to kill people yeah. yes it turns out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i sort of don't want to meet the guy who wrote it because i'm like if you could think of all of these things i don't do i know if i want to go for a coffee with you <laughs> yeah uh, and it was so authentic the first half uh, in in him creating that bond so with peter yeah so natural because he's absolutely genuinely suicidal and done yeah. and alcoholic and you know he's happy to just leave the job because she wants to talk to him yeah. and then he has this sort of fatherly thing and also you know it's 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 hard enough as a, a man to you always feel like you're going to be suspicious if you even smile at a child because yeah. you just think people are thinking the wrong thing <laughs> yeah. they somehow manage to avoid this at yeah. any point seeming seedy or hand on the shoulder a bit too long yeah, there's just yeah. none of that at all you it doesn't cross your mind at all that any of this is inappropriate so well done, and she's amazing. She's, she's got incredible. She's like a thirty. She's like a forty-year-old in a ten-year-old's yeah face. You know, yeah. she's really so switched on. So, is there anything else you like particularly, Sam? I think do a lot of things there cross over with Tom. Or yeah, absolutely. And and I think um, some I think one of the one of the really uh, really good decision I like is that they didn't spend ages in flashbacks between him and Christopher Walken's character, kind of because I don't need to see actually what they did. He like show that yeah, he killed lots of people, probably some people who didn't deserve to die. Yeah, I'm happy to leave it there. Apparently, there was a deleted scene where they went talked about their long history together, but Tony Scott said in the end you don't need it. I love to keep an audience working for their information, and yeah, you don't need it. Yeah. Do you? and it make it a three hour long film. So yeah. you, don't, you don't need it at all, and it, it wouldn't benefit from it. It doesn't doesn't lack from not having it. Yeah. Uh, anything else, or should we move on to what? Those, those were the big like? ones, and I think when we get into the discussion with you, we'll we'll, we'll pull it apart a bit more. Okay. I, mean, I mean, tell me, are there any reasons why you think Hugh might not like this film? Well, it's always the interesting yeah. question if you ask me. Some what people, think the other some people, like I think, it? will think it's a bit too long. Yeah, I think right, and some people might just see it as like a rubbish revenge film like take right. or something like that do you know what i mean yeah i think somebody well would... i remember hugh didn't like i think it was blue ruin because there's too many revenge films 
out there. <laughs> He's like, this is just another revenge film. Uh, not to bring up that review again, Hugh, but you did say those words. Yeah, it, you know, it's quite long. Maybe it's just another revenge film. It could be, and this really goes back to what you said, Tom, about you know the, the performances, the acting performances needing to be so good. If Michael Bay had directed this film, which at one point he was offered to do, and if they had got Mark Wahlberg in it oh and some God, other, yeah. you know, people. What do you mean be... I'm on a revenge story? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this could have been such cheesy, Very generic, bad. boring, bland man film nonsense, and it is yeah. kind of cheesy and goofy. And it's yeah. only that it's only that Denzel is saying these lines and Christopher Walken is saying yeah. these lines that they have any sort of credibility. The the scene between uh, Christopher Walken and Giannini, where he's basically saying, you know, he's an artist and all that. Yeah. There's a bit where he says almost to camera. So this guy was suicidal, and she taught him to love life again. It's like, yeah, we know that yeah. was an hour ago. We know that. And that's why I'm still watching this film because this guy. Yeah. Like if that was said by. Jai Courtney or Sam Worthington or someone like, oh fuck yeah, off yeah. I don't need to watch this guy Pierce uh, guy Richie knock off you know it, so it's so close to being that but I think it's it is what Statham yeah. said it yeah it is it is classier than that because of the performance it's got thing. more going for it it's got it's just a bit yeah. more interesting the you know the the acting the scripts the shots everything just makes yeah. it a lot better yeah and, and I think like, and I, I, I do think Hugh would like this because he he likes Tarantino and he likes yeah. you know Scorsese in those films you mentioned. He might see it as a cheaper version of one of those, but I think I think we'll probably get a decent review. Plus, like until... everyone needs to have a good revenge film, don't they? So this yeah, this can be the <laughs> you know the creme de la creme of revenge. Films. <laughs> exactly. So we, we... is it the creme de la creme for revenge films for you? Ooh. Yeah, I'm trying what to think. The... Are there are there better? So we, what, we talked what, last what week about it, we watched, so we watched History of Violence last week and that was a really good one. We talked about John Wick and, and Nobody yeah, and all these other John films, Wick, Equalizer. Big Revenge, yeah. A lot of films um, where you just, you hear that this guy's really good at killing but you don't see evidence of it until mm-hmm. the, the, the final act or the midpoint. I'm trying to think of, like you said, like Blue Ruin, like just films that are just pure revenge. I suppose like, yeah, John Wick... Probably one, um, obviously, Taken. Taken like, is the one I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah it's a range yeah, film. Um, Commando, what a great film that is! Yeah, Commando, but I don't think that's it's it's, it's more of an it's more of a rescue than a revenge, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a bit of that's kind of so bad it's good, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very B movie, isn't it? Where this isn't a B movie, is it? Let's be no. honest. Um, so, I think, I think. Probably Hugh will like it a lot. Revenge is such a compelling motivation for a character, and it's so um, cathartic. It, you know, it's up there with getting the girl or winning the tournament. It, it's a, one of those things that we can all all appreciate. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go for a break. When we come back, we are going to find out once and for all if Hugh actually liked this film in what we like to call Hugh's views. Oh, I thought so, it was Hugh's opinions, but it's Sam's go. views and Hugh's opinions. Yeah. So join us after yeah. the break. Welcome back to the second part of Please Watch This. We are ready for Hugh's views. Hugh, give it to us. What did you like about Man on Fire? Would you like some opinions, give us Sam some. and Tom? Uh, so what I really liked about... I'll tell you what I liked first. Uh, what I really liked about Man on Fire... Um, you know, there's something about Denzel Washington, isn't there? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what... You know when they say they have it? He just yeah. has it. He's got it, hasn't he? He's he a cool. movie star. Yeah, he's cool, isn't he? He's just... He's a presence on screen. Even when he's playing like this character who's meant to be like an alcoholic, 
you know, even like when he's having these moments of crisis, and I, I'm, I, th- I think I looked away and must have missed it. But does he actually try to shoot himself? And yeah. the bullet, the primer doesn't go off in the bullet. That's yeah. right. And then he has the big conversation with um, with uh, uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Yeah, and yeah, and, and with, with Denzel, I hate the fact that he, he's playing this washed-up guy in his late forties, alcoholic, and he, he, you know, he's supposed to like shit. He looks way better than I could look, even if we got to the gym for a year. That's his worst in his, yeah, in his, for, in yeah. his late forties. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's always a little hard to buy Denzel as an actor who's like. You know, things aren't going well for him in terms. Well, of I suppose like... speaking of Commando, you know, that's the one time that Arnie's playing a character that actually is supposed to be muscly. When it's jingle yeah. all the way, it's like, why the f- why is this massive Austrian bodybuilder just living this normal <laughs> suburban life in America? No one mentions the fact that he's a man mountain. <laughs> yeah, I think like in that is like what he does. Like the reason he doesn't have a relationship with his kid is because he's at the gym all the time. <laughs> exactly when he's not the CEO of this mattress company or whatever, he's at the yeah, gym twelve like... hours a day, <laughs> yeah, or he's, he's eating whey protein and <laughs> getting the creatine shit. It's like he's really <laughs> he's just this schlubby guy who's just working a normal job in total recall. Called. Bloody love that film. Where did you get those muscles? <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just and he's so eminently watchable, isn't he? And you know, like you said, when he's going around torturing people, but yeah, he's. But the, I think the most, the bit that surprised me in it in this film was the, the fact that he's the, the the most enjoyable bit for the film for me was actually him building this relationship with um, the little girl with um, Peter. L- Peter, yeah. Um, because that was kind of the that was the most enjoyable part of the film for me, and I suppose if you don't if you don't have the that you can't you know you kind of see the the, the love that's forming between them in this in a very platonic way. <laughs> you yeah. know, again, we have to qualify that. For some yeah, reason. for some yeah. reason we have to qualify <laughs> that. Yeah, um, you wouldn't it wouldn't be as impactful when she does then get kidnapped and yeah. when you think she's dead and all this stuff. Because so. when, he, when, he, when he goes to that club and he finds that other girl that wasn't Peter, I'm like, oh, fuck this girl. Who cares about this girl? <laughs> yeah, I don't have the dramatic backstory for her. Yeah. Her bodyguard might be cut up inside. She's shit and at didn't... swimming. Yeah, I don't care about her. Her bodyguard might be like, no, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I really Don't even enjoyed... write a diary, fuck's sake. Yeah. Useless. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed his... Performance and you know he's just got screen presence, hasn't he? And you just you want to watch him do shit. I think it's the interesting <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. It's got good, great tension in it, though. I thought I really felt the tension when he's torturing the people, when he's you know near the end when he's getting um, you know when he finds the brother in the in the the, the slum. Oh, I, really, yeah. I, I was sat thinking, oh, this is really tense, this, for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, the tension as well good. while he's forming this bond with her, because really the reason why you're watching it is you're like, well, surely she's going to get kidnapped in one of these scenes. At what point is it going to happen? Yeah, the guy that's true. license plate, etc. Yeah, that is true. You are kind of half, yeah, you're kind of half expecting it. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, it is a good revenge film. Um, yeah, I don't know where it stands in the pantheon of revenge films. I suppose it was interesting because... Watching this, what, 16, 17 years after it was released, he, he feels sort of like a, almost like a proto John Wick or Taken, you know, these films that all came, you know, that famous for the revenge aspect of them and these kind of people going around doing awful things, you know. Just swap, um, so I kind swap of, the yeah. dog, swap the dog for the girl and you've got John Wick. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and where I feel like, what maybe this film has that they don't have is 
I don't know, they like John Wick, maybe the first one, felt a bit more grounded and you know, you see you know the reason he's gone on the revenge quest is because he you know, this dog represented what was left of his wife and they killed that last sort of you know, part of his love for his wife and all this and he obviously cared about the dog because of that. Where with this but then it turned it's turned into this gun show thing, hasn't it? You know, let's just yeah. see how many creative ways we can shoot people in the head. Um, and then obviously taken became a parody of itself despite like you said like the first one you were a bit dismissive I don't mind the first taken film it's kind of got to that point now where it is a it's a bit of a joke but the first one was genuinely quite good if I ever Although, need to like cheer myself up with a quick laugh yeah. watching him jump over the fence <laughs> yeah. with 45 cuts in uh, taken 3 or taken 4 it, it's, it's the easiest way to find uh, like joy in the world in 30 seconds <laughs> it's hilarious you know what I'm going to just ruin taken for you next, <laughs> next time you watch it just watch how yeah. the girl runs <laughs> why does she run really stupidly just, or something? it's just so bizarre honestly next time you watch it I think I've got it on DVD actually <laughs> it will ruin it it's just hilarious yeah. is it scary like movie or something like that where she, she has a big shouting match with somebody and then runs off but like runs off in the way that's completely under oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he just stays on her running way a bit too long yeah. it's like um it's like Tom Cruise runs really intensely, doesn't he? In every he, film, he yeah, finds a way. It's I, I, yeah, it's like it's really bad, but it's also really watchable. It's it's like yeah. hypnotic. Maybe that's, that's how he gets some. There's a really good episode of the Cracked podcast from years ago, which was weird, oddly specific things that act, some actors do in every film. And Brad Pitt <laughs> eats snacks in every film; he finds a way. And Tom Hanks pisses in every film. It's a massive part oh, yeah. of the plot in every film, whether it's peeing in the in the sea for castaway we green, didn't see that green mile. the green mile yeah. urinary infection you know in apollo 13 it's all it's just like is, showing and he, it's him who's pissing to show us how he does it in he, space he's and, trying to write that in the film <laughs> i think so i think it's on his i think it's in his contract it's wow. like this is my rider and that also i'm gonna have to urinate specific isn't it? on camera yeah and um, tom cruise every film he runs in yeah it. so what else did i like about this film um, I liked, yeah, like to cut. You've, you kind of, do you know, so you, Tom, Sam, you both kind of hit on the main points. Um, you know, Dakota Fanning's excellent. Like, like you said, she's like a forty-year-old woman in a in a ten-year-old body. body. It's yeah. a shame we haven't seen more of her actually over the yeah. years. So I think she kind of maybe she made a millions and decided after Twilight that was her. She was going to go be a. Well, she's I mean, like twenty-six now. Yeah, and it, there's no guarantee. Oh, I, I haven't. No, it's 26, 27, yeah, 94. She was born. Oh, I haven't gosh. seen many things she's been in the last few years, but I suppose if somebody is a 10 out of 10 for a child actor, there's no guarantee they're going to be even an 8 out of 10 in their 20s. You know, that true, the, true. the kid from ET. I think they always go a bit weird, don't they? Yeah, that's another yeah. thing you've got to grow up with that amount of fame. Yeah, I think, like, isn't yeah. it like now Macaulay Culkin's finally at 40 stopped being a complete. Drug addict. Yeah, he seems stuff. well-rounded. Yeah. Everything now. Yeah, he seems I remember sort of apparently the, the kid, out. the boy who was in Kez, wrote a letter to Macaulay Culkin when Home Alone came out, saying, "Basically, watch out yeah. <laughs> for being a child star. It's it's not very good." What else did I like about this film? Um, that's that's the main things. There's not a there's not a lot I didn't like, but there's not. I suppose it isn't a huge list of what I did like, but I just. But yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid. Film. It's a good film. I really, I enjoyed watching it. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was, it was. Um, 
I wouldn't say it's Denzel's best. I think I think still Training Day personally for me, Tom, is his best performance because there's that that character. But I think that character is a lot is um is really well written. And is, this his third, is this his third appearance on uh, Please Watch This? Malcolm what, X, what, what else? Training Day, and this. Yeah, and we only did Malcolm X a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, and basically he's, a, he's an actor I always really respected, but I'd seen so few films. Yeah, mm. of his. I'm glad I've seen a few more now. But yeah, so what I didn't like about this film, um, like I said, there's not much, but I, I have. It's, they're not things that I didn't like. It was more things that annoyed me, if that makes sense. Because right. I liked this film, but there was like you. So the one thing that really got under my skin though I think the one thing I didn't this actually I take that back there's one thing I didn't like about this film and it was the stupid the fucking gladiator music oh my god yeah, yeah. I told you it, I don't think it's the music from gladiator but I think it's Is the it the I think it's the woman who sings the final song at the end of gladiator oh. you know that um, yeah. I can't remember the name of it but I think it's called we are free but I think it, I, I was listening because it comes on a couple of times and I was trying to listen for it and I was like, oh, that sounds like the Gladiator music. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's, I think it's the, the singer who sings the Gladiator music at the end. <laughs> and it really, like, it is entirely appropriate for this film. It's just completely throws you out of yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually agree with that. It's like you can't, yeah. you can't use that when it's already been in such a huge film or, or a similar song. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's too similar, isn't everyone it? Everyone just goes, what, Gladiator? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even though like it's fitting for this like almost spiritual journey that this character goes on in the end because of his like desire to like save this girl or to get revenge for her. And then, yeah, I found that really, really peculiar musical choice, especially because Gladiator came out, what, like three years before this? Yeah. It's like, people haven't forgotten <laughs> <laughs> that Oscar, best Oscar winning film. I know your brother made it, but geez, mate, come on, don't be so <laughs> on the nose with it. Um, the other thing I didn't like, I must admit, it didn't bother me at first, but that... Um, so he's, like, to be fair, like me and Sam talk about this a lot recently, and we say about directorial authorship of how, you know, a, we like it when a director actually puts their stamp on the film by having certain visual cues and doing certain things with the camera to make it interesting mm-hmm. or to at least give it a look. Um, you know, say what you want about, say, like J.J. Abrahams and his lens flares, but you know when you're watching a J.J. Abraham, Abrahams film and a lens flare comes on, or even if you don't know it's a J.J. Abrahams film, and then a lens flare pops up, you're like, oh, this might be a J.J. Abrahams film. We're doing another you know. Terry Gilliam here, is it? J.J. Abrams. There's no yeah. H in there, I don't think. What? J.J. Abrams? Yeah, he's saying Abraham, Abram. like uh, Abrams, know, the then. father of the uh, okay. monotheistic religions. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had some kids, didn't he? But didn't yeah. like one of them. <laughs> yeah, J.J. Abrams. Abrams? Yeah, you've got fuck off, Sam. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so my fault your mouth doesn't work. It's fucking hell. Just do it. So, yeah, so, you know, you can... All right, Terry Gillingham, when he does a film, <laughs> he, you can tell yeah. it's a film by him. And, uh, you can tell it's to, a Terry Gillingham film. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. off. And then there's... So with this, they've got... He kind of tries to do this weird sort of overexposure thing. Um, and then it, like like different colour, like, you know, the three colours of, like, the uh, film and then, 
Like it's like Mrs. Frames out, mm. and at points it works to show like his confusion and his disorientation. But there were points where it really it was grinding my gears as well because it felt it felt like he used it too much. I think considering that we watched Dune last week and Denny Villeneuve is somebody who doesn't like a cut <laughs> to cut away. Yeah. He's got you know a three minute cuts as standard. There's not many in this film that aren't immediately edited within a second or two. Yeah. He sort of he sometimes wanted to just stay on a character. Yeah. Yeah. But that could have been just sort of the editing fashion of the time. Editing's like any art form it goes through sort of trends and things like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like it's like I say it's putting his stamp on it. It's a sort of there's a sort of MTV guy Richie quality there as well, isn't there, of these quick mm, quick cuts and things too. Yeah. Keep you interested, but uh, yeah, the majority of this. I mean, I must admit, when she went at the beginning of the film, when she won that that race, it brought a little tear to my eye. Yeah, and yeah. then when he saves her at the end, that brought a tear to my eye. One, some I did want to ask you both about, and obviously Tom in particular. So when you find out, or when the story makes you think she's dead, I was like, oh, that's quite surprising and shocking, and I was like, sat thinking, oh well, is this a good thing? And then I kind of reconcile myself. Well. There's other films that have done something similar, and I don't want to spoil any films here because uh, Sam might not have seen them, so I won't, I won't go into too much detail. And then when it turns out she's still alive, I was like, "Oh, is this is this like this is what I want as an audience member? I want this little girl to be alive because you know I've seen their relationship and I believe in it, and it's and it's pure and it's true and it's all these lovely, wonderful things." Um, you know, she's like another father figure to him. In a, you know, she's writing her things in a diary about him and all this. And then, but I was like, does that then undercut the shock of you thinking she's dead earlier on? And I couldn't decide if I liked that or didn't like it. I, I genuinely don't think I ever thought she was dead. No, I felt that. Yeah, actually, I think it was. Uh, do you feel that's cheapened? Yeah, it then? a little bit, possibly. It goes on. I mean, it's about an hour or more of screen time that she's dead mm. in inverted mm. commas. Yeah, it's a, or more than I would say more because it's about forty-five minutes in that she goes kidnapped, and uh, you know, let's say fifty-five minutes since they find out she's dead. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said before, you know, as a, as a as a film goer, that she's not dead. Yeah, because mm. that is that would be too much investment in a character to kill too late in the film. If she if she was killed in fifteen minutes into the film, you go okay, she could be dead because that could be the wife dying and that sets up the second act. Um, but equally, it's for so long and it's so desperate and so such a lost cause that it makes perfect sense that she's dead. But it also makes perfect sense. It doesn't feel cheap and and artificial when she's not dead because it's well it's well justified. You know, a dead girl to him is worth nothing. There's lots of ways he can make money out of this girl if he keeps her alive, uh, yeah. you know, and so it makes perfect sense that he would keep her alive. I don't yeah. think it cheapens it because he he found a reason to live through her, mm. and so if he found out that she was alive but they were keeping her, he'd still kill all these people. Yeah. So I don't think it changes the, yeah. the what would have happened. Right. So you don't think it changes the outcome? I think the only thing it might have changed is the fact that uh, the dad wouldn't have committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which it doesn't. It undercuts that a bit because it's like 
you know, oh, Crease, you know, when she meets Creasy on the bridge and she's like, you know, I love you and all this. And she's oh, like, by the way, your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. It was like, when she like, gets back to her mum being there. I've just got, uh, this is great, but I've got some news yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even like the mum, like the mum later going, right, I've got some news. <laughs> you know, like, we can't go she's... home right now because he's sitting there in the living yeah, his room. Body we is... to... <laughs> yeah, his We're going to get a hotel a for a bit. We're obviously yeah. going to move out of Mexico because why the fuck are we still living here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that was that. This is a probably a criticism of the film. Is a a woman, even a blonde woman, who looks like the mum, and uh, clearly you know Mexican man. They would not have the world's blondest. You know, you know yeah. Hitler would be proud of that little girl. You know that kind of thing. She she's a great actress, and they made the right choice. But she is way too white for this for this role. You know, and I didn't really, really, truly buy that those two would be a couple. You know, sometimes when you get like movie couples, they're they're you're like those two have no chemistry and I didn't buy it there was like no chemistry between the two the two characters they weren't they weren't a great couple I mean, no. like maybe that he arranged for her their daughter to be kidnapped yeah. so that's a yeah. that's a cross but yeah yeah um and it was interesting because I watched I watched uh, Shang-Chi straight after and um even though they're not like a couple in that film him and uh, Shang-Chi and um is it Aquafina Aquafina, yeah, Katie's her character. Those two have like a billion times more chemistry together than the the husband and wife supposedly. In I, this d- film. I mean, I definitely got the vibe that she hired Creasy because she definitely wanted to fuck him. Like, there, come there on was now, a like, feeling of that, wasn't there? At times, apparently, the, apparently, the sex scene cut between them. So uh, that's probably that's, that's <laughs> between the mum and Creasy. According to IMDb trivia, if I can remember it correctly, yeah. Really? I mean, she was just like the way she looked at him, and like the way she's like. It was properly flirty, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I could imagine it them sleeping together, like you know, when he goes to the house to get the um, the little book with Diary. the partial. Well, well, she's yeah. deeply grieving, and uh, yeah, but like a yeah, I know she's in deeply some grieving, sort of vulnerability but, sort of thing. But you know, he could reveal some truths about her husband there, and then yeah, you know, I know obviously that wouldn't make sense for the plot in that at that point. But I always yeah. wanted to throw in some some banging here. That's what I've noticed. It's always 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 your your suggestion. It's always there's should have plowed here. <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic, Sam. What are you about? <laughs> Sexual pervert, but yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> there is some definite. There's more basically. There's more chemistry between her and Creasy than yes. her and her husband. She's yeah. definitely called the vibrator Creasy. Like, it's just, yeah. just put that card on the table. <laughs> oh, lovely Sam. He says I'm the deviant. <laughs> um, yeah, shall we? Shall we? Yeah, anything so, more to say? Um, I think should we do favourite scenes. I mean, if you, you're you finished should. with your with your with your point points, yeah. Tom. Did, as our, do you have as any? Our, sorry, just before we do move on, do, do you have any opinions or anything like some response to criti- that? The criticisms, maybe I've levelled at it. Uh, I think yeah, I, I can see a lot of your points. Like the gladiator music, definitely just it, 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 yeah. it stuck out to me as well. But it did have some. You were right. It did have some great music. Like it had. Um, it kept playing Moonlight Sonata at the beginning, which yeah. I really, you know, I really love that piece of music by Debussy. Um, but yeah, they're just they're little little things, I guess. They're not they they other I must admit the gladiator one's jarring and it takes you out of it, but nothing ruined the film, yeah. if that makes sense. I didn't I never be, didn't believe 
stuff like like he he gets shot in the chest and he's fine for a yeah. bit <laughs> like you know twice he gets shot in the chest and he's just like yeah i'm gonna keep going <laughs> it's one of those where he doesn't show any signs of it until he dies yeah until he just yeah. then he dies yeah that did seem a little running, but... running on pure adrenaline and CAI, he's, he's, CAI he's, yeah he's been shot a few times and he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, like the first yeah the first one it's like the squib went off and he's like oh squib on me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's but, just yeah, a flesh wound yeah. Uh, yeah. Just... No, I, I find I find it hard to take any sort of issue with any of those criticisms. I think they're all pretty valid and, and hard to argue. So I think we'll go into our normal tactic, yeah. which is to talk about favorite scenes. Tom, of all the scenes, which one stands out to you as your favorite? Mm, okay. There is. Mm. There is. There's. There's three for me. Give us, your, give, us your, give us your top one, and then top Hugh one. and I'll do it, and then we'll see if we've uh, hit your other two. Yeah. Top one. Do you know what? It's probably not going to be seen you guys have chose, but it's the one where it's Denzel and Christopher Walken in the cafe, just yeah. chatting. And it's just, they're talking about how he met his wife and they were going to go, you know, traveling, oh, adventuring yeah. together. And it's just, it's just a great is that the Is that the one where she's with them? And yeah. And, she get, and you know, yeah. she gets in the present and she gives him the St. Christopher. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I just think That's it's probably. so... I reckon that was a bit, quite a lot of improv in there. And you can just tell, like, it's just, they're just working together so well. Just, I think that scene, that for me, that, that was a great scene. Yeah, yeah. great choice. Yeah, it really is scene. part of the heart of the film. That And, and like you say, yeah. her kind of holding her own in that kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, Hugh, your favourite uh, scene? For me, it's not a, well, actually, it is a particular scene. I really like the bit at, the beginning when he's training her and he's got the bricks and he's rubbing the bricks together and he bangs yeah. them and he's like and he's like what he's like what did you do there and she went I flinched and it's like why did you flinch and she's like I don't know and he's like so what's he say it's like you 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 know you're you're trapped on the you're a prisoner on the block yeah, yeah. you're a prisoner on the block and the, the gunshot the, sets you free the gunshot sets you free that's it that's those words yeah and I really enjoyed that kind of interaction because like he doesn't have to train her to mm. to 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 get better at swimming he just he does because it's it's like him coming out of his shell and yeah something I did like about the film is the fact that you don't he 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 hints at it very early on when he's talking to Christopher Walken when he's talking about doing this job of bodyguarding in Mexico he's like they're drinking he goes he, goes, he says something like oh do you think God will ever forgive us for what we've done yeah and um, the, the Christopher Walken's like no and it's like they, they, it's like tell me your a terrible person or a badass without telling me you're a badass you know it's that kind of like there's a bit of an imbruge dynamic there as well isn't there yeah. in that sense of these these things yeah. we don't talk about in our past yeah I completely yeah. agree and that is a that is a very again if it was if it was made by the wrong people a star in the wrong people would be very goofy especially when he's lying there and that line is played again it's kind of like I remember him saying that line and I remember that being important. I don't need it told to me again in a flashback narration sort of thing. It is a, it's yeah. a great line and a very good scene. Yeah, it's about subtext, isn't it? Yeah, and, and trusting your audience to be smart enough to keep all that in their head, really. And I completely yeah. agree with this, with this woman thing, you know, there's a and it's also part of the motif of, you know, the bullet's not lying and it'll tell mm. the truth and all that. Mm. That sort of fits with that. The gunshot sets you, three, sets you free. Yeah, because um, cause they show him, like, struggling, like you said, Tom, when he's drinking and, mm. you know, he's he's contemplating suicide. And, you know, again, they think... And a bad film, like Sam says, would have him going... Would have him talking out loud to himself, yeah. basically, about stuff. Where yeah. a decent film or a good film has it just show... You know, it's show, don't tell, isn't it? Mm. Exactly. 
I think I struggle for favourite scene. There are quite a lot that stand out. And I think this goes with a question that I'll have for you both, which is, what's your favourite kill? And I think with that in mind, if you forget everything of this film, you probably remember the bit where he sticks a bomb up yeah. a guy's arse and then sets it off for the pager. That is probably my favourite scene because it's so cathartic because he's completely in control that whole time. You don't think that he's gonna the cops are coming or that the yeah. guy's going to get free. He's so in control. And I think that was my favourite scene and probably my favourite kill. Tom, I know you've got some other favourite scenes. What were the other big hits? And also, what was your... What was your favourite kill in this film? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to go against that one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> although yeah. <laughs> although the the cut the cutting off the fingers and then uh, yeah. with this the cigarette lighter is pretty brutal. Like mm, I struggle to watch yeah. that a little bit. It's just like oh, <laughs> horrible. And he's like, "Give me a cigarette," because he knows he's like, he knows it's the end. Um, and it's also got a great line with it where he says, "You know, it's off to the next life for you. Yeah. I guarantee you, you won't be lonely." You know, yeah. which is a wonderful line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other other scenes, um, I did really like the drunk when he's just hammering the Jack Daniels, and he's just like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he's just uh, speak to you, yeah. <laughs> and he, you can just tell, yeah, he's just you know he's in a bad place. I just thought that was quite yeah. quite a cool scene with the music uh, playing over it. Uh, I thought, yeah, that- it's. It's particularly good because in in film in screenwriting circles, a lot of the time they have what's called the Dark Knight of the Soul, just before the final battle or the final, the you know you, the final match of the tournament or whatever, when you win it and you snatch uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. He has his Dark Knight of the Soul after about fifteen minutes yeah. of the film. You know, he really gets it in early, so we know what the rest of the film is going to be about. Yeah. him coming back to life. Uh, I also like the kidnap scene. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pivotal scene. Good. Yeah, the leading up to yeah. the burps and then, you know. I like his, like, uh, yeah. his spidey senses tingling yeah. as well. Yeah, he sees that license plate. And I, I like how they didn't make him so supernatural that he killed everybody. Mm. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, he's dead. And she's been kidnapped. What, what is this? How long is this film? 45 minutes? Oh, right. Okay, there's more, there's more <laughs> to come. Uh, favorite kill then, Tom? So you're going for the, the suppository bomb? <laughs> I think. No, I'm going to go for the for the, uh, the cutting off the fingers. The one in the car. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a great yeah. choice. Hugh, the, probably the best two have been taken. Have you got a favourite kill, Hugh, other than those two? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I like the fingers one at the beginning because that kind of just sets the tone for the rest of the film, doesn't it? Yeah. I did I did like the suppository one, but I preferred the one with the... the it's just... It's brutal, isn't it? It's a pretty brutal yeah. film and that, that kind of exemplifies that... You know, he he cuts this guy's fingers off, and then he just shoots him point blank in the head. There's no, there's no sort of, I don't know. There's no like, oh, maybe I'll let them go. It's no, nah, I'll just kill this guy, like <laughs> cold blooded murderer that I am. Well, I mean, links links to that. This could be in the quiz, but I'll just throw it in here. If you had to guess, how many deaths, how many kills would you deaths would you say are in this film? Oh, uh, let me think. One, two. I reckon not loads. Maybe. About eight, nine? Ten. Tom, what would be yours? Twelve. According to some website, all about all all out of bubblegum, uh the final tally is nineteen. Oh. Okay. Fourteen of them off. fourteen of them done by Creasy, two of them by Sam Ramos, one by Aurelio Sanchez and one by Miguel Manzano. And then I mean that makes eighteen. I don't know how they get nineteen, but anyway, maybe maybe oh, someone was killing himself for something. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot that Creasy actually dies of his gunshot wound as well. Yeah, so there's an alternate ending I watched today where he um, he doesn't die in the car. He allows himself to be taken to the voice as, to the house of the voice, hmm. and you see him set up his like timer on his pager, 
and it come, and it counts down and then the house explodes. Ah. So he's he's put one in himself. Um, Lovely. Which I'm glad, is, glad I think that it's sort of ending. yeah. It's better that he yeah. just dies. Yeah. I don't get why he goes. Way. I don't get why he goes to the car though. He's dying. That... He knows he's dying. Yeah. He knows yeah. he's dead. Yeah. He's just like well, uh, if, you know. I felt like the guy said a life for life. Yeah, and I think he's thinking, well, I'll be dead before yeah. they get much out of me. <laughs> yeah, I really thought he might kind of charge at them so they shoot him or something like that, but mm. it's quite a nice dignified way to go. Uh, favourite lines then, Tom? What's your favourite line of dialogue? Well, the obvious one is uh, when Chris Walken's talking, when he's in hospital, he's like, you know, anything can, anyone can be an artist with anything like food or whatever. Um, but Creasy's art is death, and he's about to paint his masterpiece. It's a bit cheesy, That's... but it's a great line. Again, if it's not Christopher Walken delivering that, exactly. it's shit. But because he does it, he gives it some sincerity, and it's actually, you could put it on a poster. But I, I, there is yeah. a, another line that I actually used in my teaching career quite a lot. <laughs> Which was it? Sure was it was a suppository in your ass, kids. <laughs> if you don't do uh, your sociology homework, I'm going to blow no, you up. I'd say uh, that 99% of the lines in this film could not be said in that context. So, <laughs> come on. Can you belch? The one, the one where. Um, you know, she's uh, Peter's trying to get to know him a little bit, trying to get him to smile, and she's like, "Who was your first girlfriend? What was she called?" And he was like, "Nunya, Nunya business." And his kids will just try and get you to talk and like not yeah. teach, and they'll just like, "Oh, how was the weekend? Who's this? What did you do? Did you?" Do? And he's like, "Who's that? Who's your girlfriend called Nunya, Nunya business?" Now let's crack on. Yeah. Yeah, Marks and Engels. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it's very much Marks like that. And it, it takes a little while to uh, to not indulge in that sort of um, yeah. kind of it's good for the ego when people that seem like they're genuinely interested in your answers to questions but it's really just they just don't want to do any work in that yeah. time <laughs> you realise that quickly enough but uh, yeah fair, fair point uh, Hugh favourite line uh, it's the same as Tom's it's, mm. it is a cheesy line but it's a it, it stands out in this film I think and obviously yeah. The, what I was saying about the um, the gun shot was set of free or whatever I can't quite remember I didn't write it down sadly but that one just stood out a mile and yeah yeah so, it, it's very much it's very much a, a quotable line I really like linked to what you said about the you know the gunshot setting you free and all that the, I like that he's training her with a bit of wisdom and when he's when she she says uh, I'm I'm tough he says no such thing as tough as trained and untrained which are you yeah, he could yeah, use that in the classroom as well yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's trained and untrained. You're not. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't say fuck then. off to your kids. Yeah. Well, you know, so you got to. They've got to learn someday. Um, <laughs> so, what was your favourite shot of the film? There's a lot of them. There's about a million shots because of the edits mm-hmm. and overlays and stuff like that. Yeah. What's your favourite shot? The shot. Not shots he's done on people. Not gunshots. No. Gun yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's obviously when he shoots that guy's fingers off. <laughs> The shotgun. Yeah, with the shotgun. Yeah, which which if you had to pick one, a single single frame, and you were to put it in a picture, on a poster. Single frame. Possibly when. Do you know what? There is one when Denzel was just wearing that like really oversized American football shirt. And he's going, <laughs> you know, he's got his shotgun and he's going into the sort of rave. <laughs> just think he just looks yeah. so cool. He's just like, right, right I'm going to take some names. It was very mid two thousand. Yeah, uh, it was very tire, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hugh, what's like your it. favorite shot? Uh, it's when he's going up to the bridge at the end. He's either and it like you see it from um, the wife's point of view. And yeah. yeah, I think it's just before, just as he's 
not when he's on and over the bridge and he's like silhouetted it's just beforehand it's just a really beautiful it's a shot. setting sun I think isn't it or a rising I think it's a setting sun or something yeah. like that it's sort of beautifully low, low sun yeah that's that would have been mine as well and I, I got as a sort of oh really oh, that's interesting when she wins the swimming and he, he kind of embraces her there's a proper genuine smile on his face which is it's yeah. like you know 35 40 minutes in before we've actually seen him properly crack one so yeah love that shot good Productive conversation. Um, we're going to go for a little break, though. When we come back, we're going to hear what the actual professional critics thought. We're going to get your ratings and mine, and we'll have a cheeky little quiz and find out what we're going to do next week. John is after the break. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to the final part of Please Watch This. Let's get into the critics then. Hugh, I don't know if you saw, if you had to guess the Metacritic rating, what would your guess be? I think this is like a seven and a half. Somewhere in the 75 kind of region. Tom, I don't know if you saw the Metacritic score, what would you guess the critics thought? What was the aggregated percentage score? I think they would, yeah. Percentage, I'd think it would be like 71. You'd think this, 47%. On Metacritic, so many negative reviews. Oh wow! And wow. in terms wow. of the Metacritic, <laughs> wow! In terms of the Metacritic scores, there wasn't Surprising. a single hundred percent uh, in oh, Metacritic at all. Ouch. I'm going to start with our uh, favourite recurring critic, Roger Ebert. Not Gene Siskel. No, uh, you know, colleague, colleague, late I colleague. I mean, of. to be fair, he was dead by the time this film came out. Anyway, to so. be fair, yeah. yeah so, so we're going to have a review from Roger Ebert. Now, Hugh, how many stars out of four would old Roger Rod give this? I think this is a three and a half star for Roger. You'd think so, wouldn't you? 2.5. 2.5 from Roger Ebert, our almost uh, revered critic. So I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs. Okay. Uh, Tony Scott's Man, in, Man on Fire employs superb craftsmanship and a powerful Denzel performance in an attempt to elevate genre material above its natural level, but it fails. The underlying story isn't worth the effort. At first, we're seduced by the jagged photography and editing, which, rem- which reminds us a little of City of God. There you go, Tom. You agree with the oh, greatest yeah. uh, critic of all time. And 21 Grams, we're absorbed by Washington's character, an alcoholic with a past he cannot forgive himself for, and we believe the relationship he slowly, slowly develops, etc. But then the strong opening levels out into a long series of action scenes, and the double reverse ending works more like a gimmick than a resolution. He goes on a bit further, but just before I read the rest, what do you think? Is the is the reveal of Sam Ramos's involvement a gimmick, or is it actually quite a good twist? No, I could see that happening, to be fair. I was surprised, actually, that he didn't kill the lawyer. Like, it seemed like a big waste of having uh, Mickey Rooney in the film. He like, he was just... Who killed him? Someone Mickey Rock. Him. Mickey Rock. Not Mickey Rooney. Very <laughs> <laughs> different actor. Yeah. yeah, I got the... Am I right think I'm assuming Sam think, Ramos killed him? Yeah, Ramos killed him. Yeah. What the the dad? Because he's lying the face dad, down in the swimming pool. Yeah, he's, oh, is he? Mickey Rooney's dead at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crikey! I missed that bit. Yeah, yeah, I he's wonder... lying face down on his pool in his pool. You know, because oh. it went wrong, presumably. So Sam Ramos went round and shot him to death. When was that? In the bit where it happened at the end, <laughs> before the Sam end. Ramos before is dead. Ramos yeah, yeah. Is it before Ramos? Oh right, yeah, oh sugar. The, Giannini, the cop, goes over, I think, and he sees him. Uh, oh he's, uh, right! Oh crikey! Mm. 
Oh, is that? Oh, he's. That's why you're underestimating the kills. You're looking at your phone after the film. Is is that when he's talking to the reporter and they're in the one of the? I know there's a few scenes when he's talking to the reporter. Is it when he's talking to a? Yeah, I think he yeah. goes. I can't remember exactly. He goes round to his house put, and he's, yeah, he's swimming in the pool. You, know you don't see his face. To, to be fair, yeah, yeah I must have just yeah. not put two and two together. It I might think, look just like a rampage of his. That yeah, well, I saw that in the trivia. I don't um, think that, that was suggested. Yeah. Oh, his head not attached to his body. Yeah, see, so yeah, <laughs> I need to rewatch it to be honest. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a really good twist. I, even though I'd seen the film before, I didn't see that coming. And even though I've seen you know Fargo, I didn't see that coming. Uh, lastly then from Ebert, Man on Fire has a production too ambitious for the foundation supplied by the screenplay. It plays as if Tony Scott knows the plot is threadbare and wants to patch it with an excess of style. He might have gotten away with that in a movie of more modest length, but Man on Fire clocks in at close to two and a half hours and need, needs more ju- uh, depth to justify the length. The movie has the skill and texture to approach greatness, but Tony Scott and writer uh, Helgeland are content with putting a high gloss on formula action. And, you know, for once, I, I've got to disagree with Ebert there. I don't think it lacks depth. I think it lacks... There's not much plot for the first half, but it makes up for that. And then the, the revenge is plot long, is all you need. But it doesn't... It's not overly long. It could, no, it's, you could no. take out... You could take a bit out of this. There are probably bits you could... Remove, but the, each of the killing revenge scenes leads to more clues to the next people to the next yeah, people, and they're yeah. all so cathartic. I, yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised yeah. actually that I that I didn't come away thinking I would have cut any of that film, and I, I really don't s- think I would have cut a minute. I mean, it's just the double reverse. Like I can see how people would be annoyed that the little girl survives, but as you said, you just never believe she's dead, do you? So no, but again, she's off screen for so long, you could come around to that idea yeah. uh, let's go for a truly uh, negative review Wesley Morris in the Boston Globe gave it 12% oh wow uh, which is not a very good score does um, this hurt you does this hurt you inside Tom yes I'm going to track him down <laughs> <laughs> get revenge for his yeah. review cut his so... off <laughs> what's his name Wesley Morris he lives at warned. 14 <laughs> <laughs> So he goes. He says that the film is ponderous and bloated, dragging the Bible and Giannini into its swirling cesspool. Tony Scott can't give the movie any real emotional weight, and I mean, it got nearly a tear out of Hugh, who's ah, famously dead inside. Yeah. So that's not true. Two and, tears out of Hugh. <laughs> and uh, Denzel Washington gives his first lifeless performance. It's Tom, mental. <laughs> Literally, it's up there with. Draining. He's playing a suicidal alcoholic. Yeah. He's got to be pretty lifeless. <laughs> what is he talking about? No, no, no. no. No, not at all. Um, he leaves the melodrama. Oh no, yeah, he leaves the melodrama and py- pyrotechnics to the movie's technical crew. All he reveals is the paycheck smouldering in his eyes. Dakota Fanning, <laughs> however, is a re- remarkably att- a remarkably attentive child whom you really care for. But after Peter's abduction, if not before, the film gives up on being anything that resembles a political thriller. I think that guy wants this to be a different kind of film yeah. and doesn't like the fact that it's not actually uh, spotlight. Yeah. You know? God, yeah, I hate to think what he thought of Taken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or John Wick, or yeah. all sorts of films. Jesus, he's hard to please, isn't he? Enemy of cinema, that. Luckily, <laughs> he's not the most important critic. The most important critic, uh, parentheses, parentheses S. That's easy for me to say. Um, Clearly, uh, are you two? So we'll get to Hughes last because that's the the one we're kind of most not sure about what's going to be. Tom, how many C uh, four suppositories would you give this film out of ten? Out of ten, and are we just doing? Round numbers. You can decimalize it. I, I tend to go for a point five. I mean, you, if you have to, 
if I have to. Okay, I'm please gonna, do. This is a point of contention do. for me and Sam. I don't like doing decimal <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give it an he eight. Does. Ooh, eight. Okay. Yeah. If you were to, if you were to, is that rounded down from a point eight point five? That's rounded. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> good Scott, good Scott. Yeah, I think um, I'm there with a. I'm going to give this a eight point five. Nice. Give it an eight point five, rounded down from eight point seven six. Um, <laughs> although that would be rounded up to nine to eight. I'll go nine. Fuck it, I'll go nine. Oh, I made nine, a mistake okay. in my maths. I'll go nine. Hugh, how many C four suppositories do you give this film? I'd give it an eight. Yeah. Good, good day. Yeah, yeah. solid in it. It's not. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it. It didn't blow my socks off, but it didn't. I didn't sit there thinking this is a bad film. I don't sit there. I I don't agree with Eva, and I don't agree with that other guy. I think. Yeah, I think they were. Were you bored at any point? No, I wasn't bored at any point actually. Which is saying something for a you know a film that is very long. Yeah. It's 150 yeah. minutes. You yeah. know, and to do that is, is incredible. Um, yeah. Let's see how much attention he paid then. Now, Thomas, oh. you're our expert on this film. <laughs> clearly, clearly not enough. If I didn't realise one of the main characters <laughs> had got his head chopped off. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, <laughs> Mickey Rooney. I didn't even notice in the film. So, yeah. <laughs> so the way this works, uh, Tom, is why I'm would they ask... assault such a Hollywood legend? Like that? <laughs> and, and, and such an elderly one too. Um, yeah, I mean, would you it must be eighty. Was he even alive in two thousand four? <laughs> yeah, he only died a few years ago, didn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocking yeah. on. Anyway, so the, I'm going to ask. The, 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 that's the real crime. <laughs> I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Hugh the film, uh, the question, and then if Hugh yeah. gets it wrong, uh, Tom, you swoop in and get it right. Hopefully, some of these are quite easy. Some of them are quite hard. Hugh, what is Peter's actual full name? Lupita Ramos. Surname Ramos. Well done. What is the name of uh, the former guard? Before Dave, Creasy, there was a guard called. Oh, I don't know. Ram, uh, Juan Jose Husby. Um, <laughs> Steve, Dave, <laughs> Alan. Um, oh, I don't is, know. Chubby Alonso. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to Tom before we get <laughs> cancelled for racism. Uh, Tom, what was the former guard? No, no, no. It, it was Carlos Peel. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. Yeah. It was, of course, Emilio. Oh, Emilio. Oh, that was my next guess. You both let me down. I know you could have gone for some pretty standard Mexican Spanish I mean, names. And... What was the guy who played for Mexico at the World Cup loads of times? But, uh, uh, Rafael Marquez. Marquez. Rafael Marquez. <laughs> yeah, that was my next guess. That was your next guess, was it? That was literally um, my next guess. <laughs> question three What is the bird's name? Oh, I don't know, Sam. <laughs> Do you, bet Tom come on we could do this together come can you then. remember Boys. come on oh no I was thinking of the dog <laughs> <laughs> it's the dog it's not the that's dog. the next question isn't it no. what's the dog's no. name dog. that's question dog. five <laughs> uh, I really thought these name? were the easy questions yeah. <laughs> the easy ones? I don't know She's, yeah. like we've I mean at any point have we called Denzel Washington I suppose we called him Creasy a few bear. times but <laughs> we called like, Christopher Walken's character his by his name, his character's yeah, name. Yeah. Like if so, I'm not going to call Christopher Walken by his character name, how the fuck do you expect me to remember the name? Well, of the parrot? probably because because you don't really have uh, an existing relationship with this parrot where you know it from other films. <laughs> you're not thinking of you know. You're talking about Christopher a watch stuck up his you ass. Don't know what happened. You don't know what his name. <laughs> for that bird. He could have been in loads of shit. So this is why I thought it might be memorable because the bird is called Bird. Oh my god, that's a trick. Oh, <laughs> dearie me. 
Christ. Okay, uh, question four. What does Creasy drink during his interview with the family? It's... Oh... Oh, I think it's... Oh, it's something with water, isn't it? It is. But it's an alcoholic drink with water. It is. Oh, damn it, I know this. Oh, no, what is it? Oh, this is really annoying now. Two, one. Tom's go then. Tom, what is he drinking with water? Um, surely whiskey. Yeah, well, Jack. Jack. Oh, was it just Jack and water? Oh, that was what I thought it was. Oh, you've, he's double-crossed me there. Um, for this next one, I'm not sure which way around to ask this, but I'll, I'll put it like this. Uh, oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to ask you, who is the patron saint of lost causes? Uh, it's saint... You said, did you, what did you say earlier, Tom? Did you say St. Christopher? I did. But isn't it St. Jude? He was in St. Jude, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. St. Jude. Yeah, St. Jude, yeah. the patron saint of lost causes. That's Saint right. Christopher's... Travel? Travellers, yeah. Yeah, safe travels, which is basically the same thing in terms of you put it around your neck and you're safe. I'm going right. to throw in an extra question, uh, oh. which I thought might be the first bit of challenge, uh, but we'll see. This is a very <laughs> difficult question, okay, so feel free okay. to just uh, just say Shout this is out. too hard. Um, okay. There's a, the newspaper headline that they run when they report on Daniel The Voice Sanchez. What is the big headline that she runs, even though she's threatened with her life? Oh, it's something like The Voice of... This is the face of terror, or something like that. You're, you're well in the right ballpark with that. Yeah. None of the right words. None of the none of the words are right, but the, the, sen- the, the, the sen- sentiment. I've got the sentiment, right. which yeah. is not the not the actual. <laughs> I've just, so I've got it wrong, but, but not but not completely wrong. Yeah, so. the idea was there. Tom, do you want to have a stab at that? The, 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 the effort was no, there. No, 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 no idea. No. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. It was fear has a voice, so TNA voice. Yeah, that's though. good. That's good. Yeah, fear. fear has a voice. That sounds Fantastic. Like a, so, sounds yeah. like a film, that, doesn't it? Fear has a voice. Fear has a voice. It does, actually. Yeah, uh, so between you, you got one, two and a half. <laughs> and a bit, yeah. And a bit more. Whatever. <laughs> 2.6. <laughs> Not so bad. Yeah. Could be worse. C plus. Right. C plus. Uh, that, yeah, that's all the ratings. That's the quizzes, etc. Um, the final question for you there, Hugh, well, penultimate question for you there, is would you recommend this film? I would recommend this film. I enjoyed it. I... Um, yeah, it's got it's it's got it's it's got some stuff I don't like in it, but it and if the if you change the music and you get rid of all of the you'd have to get rid of all of those like camera thingy bobs. Just like forty um, percent and no one will know. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, it's like the lens flares. There's too many of them, but yeah. I don't hate them. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're good. The good visual motifs at times, and then at times they're just overused but that's but yeah I would I would recommend it and it is an A it is a good it's a solidly it's a solid Denzel film it's probably it's probably like third or fourth in his it's, it's above Deja Vu Denzel. it's below yes, Training is, Day is that what you yeah it is above Deja Vu and it's probably above The Flight or whatever that was called Flight yeah uh, yeah Flight that's the one yeah again I watched about 25 minutes what about American there. Gangster have you seen that I have unfortunately yeah <laughs> that is not a good film. Like <laughs> no, it's a bit shit in it. Let's be honest. It's um, it's got some bits in it that are interesting, but it's generally just a bit. It's a bit. I don't know. So, you know when you, it's not greater than the sum of its parts, if that makes sense. Mm. Where this is like this is a good Christopher Walken performance as well. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's not in it that much, but he is good in it when he's in it. 
He's a top tier actor. He's S tier, as, uh, as you said. The kids are saying. As the kids are saying. Yeah. Yeah. My other question for you then, Hugh, is yep. uh, with that in mind, what we're we going to watch next week? So next week, so keeping on our mid two thousands sort of buzz. So films we should have watched yeah. when we were like 15, 16, 17. <laughs> and it was a film I was surprised you hadn't seen. Mm. And we've just we've just had uh, Bonfire Night or Guy Fawkes Night or however you want to call it here in the UK. Uh, if you are listening, seven days ago. Mia seven days, yeah. <laughs> or, or eight or nine by the time this, yeah, comes, by out. The time this comes out. But it is on Netflix, so we're going to take advantage of that. Um, <laughs> we are watching V for Vendetta. Really should have been last week. But, uh, yeah, really should have been last week. <laughs> get, get it sorted out. Yeah, so what do I know about this film? I have seen a, a couple of scenes from it. You sort of like a YouTube thing was, you know, the scene from Viva Vendetta. This, this sort of, um, is it kind of one of those films that's in the like, cultural it really zeitgeist? Is. I, I that mean, you know, I think, you think you know it, but maybe you don't know it as much. Did Anonymous get their image from the film? Yeah. Or did it, yeah, okay, yeah. So I know that. I know Hugo Weaving's in it. I think Stephen Fry's in it briefly, and Natalie Portman's in it, yeah. in it. And it's a sort of like rise up kind of Occupy movement type type film I don't know much more but like I said I have seen quite a pivotal scene where he, he gives a speech um, I'm really looking forward to it to be honest I think it's going to be really good Tom have you seen V for Vendetta I've seen it I've seen it a long time ago and I think I've only did seen you, it, did you like it I liked it right well that's yeah nice that's what I like but to hear it was a long time ago but yeah. I did like it it was okay. it was written by the Wachowskis Oh, that's true, yeah. Did they direct it as well? No, it's somebody called James McTeague. James McTeague. That's how you pronounce that. Don't recognise that name at all. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It is genuinely a film I should have seen by now, as the the show's all about. Um, If if the listener wants to get in touch with us us and tell us, you know, their favourite kill from uh, Man on Fire or what they think of V for Vendetta, Hugh, how might they go about doing that? So what they need to do is they need to join the CIA and then after 20 years and they're washed up and, you know, they're having uh, horrible nightmares, they yep. need to then become a bodyguard, preferably for a girl who's meant to be half Mexican, but you might not believe it. <laughs> and then when she's kidnapped, use the kidnappers when they phone through to send us a message and we'll we'll get it. Right. Um, what email address should they give the kidnappers to send the message on? Um, so they can send all the money uh, for the kidnapping <laughs> to pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. Fantastic. Unless you can think of a more efficient way, Sam, I'm all ears. Uh, well, one springs to mind. That is, there's a thing called Twitter, and we are on Twitter, at pleasewatchpod. Now, Tom, if they want to get in touch with you and... Just come and have a chat with you. Uh, where do you live? What's your exact street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dox yourself, Tom, on a podcast. Nearly <laughs> fell What's your mum's maiden name and your first pet called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can just tell us your pin number. <laughs> I mean, we've got to fund this podcast somehow, haven't we? <laughs> just go vaguely to the Midlands and go in every. Just walk into a lot of classrooms and yeah. just one. Just hope, hope you can recognise Tom's voice. Tom, you've been an absolute darling and a diamond on your debut performance and please watch this we look forward to getting you back on every week yeah. I would say every, every week I think you agreed to that was she's it? free yeah, yeah come, come join us baby, but I'm sure uh, yeah well I mean sure. be asleep by about 8 o'clock won't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do, we'll mean, do get, some get, get him on we'll yeah. do Blippi next week we'll yeah. do you know Blippi the movie goes to the fucking soft play centre what do you think what was your favourite shot what was the body count <laughs> as we've discovered on previous episodes Sam's been taking his kid to see bad films so why not you know, make your there kid you watch highly 
Un- inappropriate things. <laughs> but I'm sure Luca will be willing to Halloween kills. He's he's yeah. he's, he's going to love it. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, listen. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening, listener. Tom, again, thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you again. And uh, Hugh, all right. Yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> speak at you next week, listener. I love you lots. Yeah, take care. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. <laughs>